and um, Cole, isn't there isn't there another song that was playing in Death Valley? Like, I would love to say that a single tiger could take on an entire army. Oh, we're not. We're going we're going here. back to that conversation, just for just for a brief second, because this past weekend in Baton Rouge, a tiger team blew out Army sixty-two to nothing. LSU by a million. Go Tigers! I Go loved, tight. I also loved how you guys painted your um, applause, 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 applause from the booth. Uh, shout out JTC, always Shit. repping in the booth. Yep, always repping in the booth, duh booth. Uh, I also really enjoyed how you guys painted your end zones in camouflage. Hmm. Why did you do that, Cole? Uh, because Army couldn't find it. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Army dodged twice. Simmer down. down. Already no. getting a simmer down. No. Oh, man. Woo, because they couldn't find it. Oh. It was actually a long-term tactic from Brian Kelly to mediums <laughs> and camouflage. Mm, mm. Yep. Blew them out. LSU Here's, by a million. You know what? We had this conversation. I will, I will make this argument again. We had this conversation uh, off air, and you were like, oh, a Tiger took on, you know, beat beat entire army. But you know what? Guess who also beat an entire army in, you know, something that actually matters for the army? In Rifle, the view is number one, beat army for the national championship last year. <laughs> How about the Mountaineers, baby? That musket running wild. Go ears. Go ears. I'll, I'll throw one for you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, is that concerning, or am I concerned or happy that West Virginia University be the <laughs> literal army in 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 target shooting? Well, I mean, oh, no, I th- either I, I, I way, th- <laughs> either way, we'll just send the whole state of West Virginia. Yeah. Uh-huh. This has been a fun cold open. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. This has been this has been one of the best. This needs to go down the record books for for one of the greatest cold opens of the Panther Pod. But for that, hi, I'm Owen Spelnick. My name's Cole Connor, and thank you to listening for a wild Panther Pod. All right, we're gonna do a speed run of a recap because we weren't able to do a recap again this week, but that's okay. Hopefully, we'll be able to get back to it next week. Yep. Uh, Cole, I'll start off with you. Uh, Ohio State, Penn State, 20-12. to 12. Ohio State routes the Nittany Lions. Uh, they move up to 7-0. and 0. Penn State takes their first loss of the season and a conference loss. Two fast thoughts. Uh, number one was your thoughts on the game. And does Penn State have a chance to still make the Big Ten championship game? Uh, thoughts on the game? Ohio State's offense just looked more well-rounded than Penn State's, finding uh, the end zone early in the second um, and then capitalizing in the fourth quarter uh, with the rushing touchdown and the passing touchdown from uh, Williams and McCord, respectively. Um, Penn State's offense looked very stagnant. Uh, Nick Singleton, shout out, um, he was the team's leading rusher, but he only posted 48 yards. So there's that. 
Um, Penn State very much is still alive in the Big Ten uh, championship game. However, it would either Ohio State or Michigan would have to fall off and have two losses at this point. Okay, fair enough. Um, moving on from that game, did you have any thoughts or? Um, I think that Penn State at this point has to beat Michigan. Yes. Um, and then Ohio State has to beat Michigan yes. as well. Um, or, or I'm sorry, Michigan has to beat Ohio State. Yes. Uh, in order for, I think that's how, how that would work, in order for Penn State to move on to the Big But Ten even Champions. then, if Michigan beats Ohio State and Penn State beats Michigan, they're probably still just going to put Michigan and Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship. Speaking game. of Michigan, and I apologize, Ohio State's fans, for, for, for saying this name uh, in your ear, but this may be some good news for Michigan. Uh, what are your thoughts on the current developments going on with... Uh, Sign stealing? Yep. Um, this is Astros 2.0, just in football. I think that Harbaugh is a smart enough guy to implement. Because let, let's be honest, you can call yourself a fan of honor or you know anything like that. At the end of the day, if West Virginia would go 12-0, and would you do the exact same thing? 100%. Do you think West Virginia already has something in place like that? No. I can almost fully guarantee you they do. Um, so does LSU. So does Bama. So does Ohio State. So does every other team in college football. Maybe not as well orchestrated as the Michigan thing, but I guarantee you something like that is already happening. In well, the we of the really suck if we can't even steal signs and win games, or if we steal in signs and we and we still can't win games. Well, not even the stealing signs part. I would venture to say it would be more like advanced scouting. Of your, you definitely send people to the next game just to oh, kind of take that, Now that one I do get advanced scouting. Yeah, that one I do get. But doing the actual like recording and sitting thing, I, yeah. I don't know. Um, Michigan's going to get in a lot of trouble. I think, oh, I think 100%. the NCAA. I think the NCAA is about to flex a lot of power here, and this mm-hmm. might scare some. Pro, like this may be a chance for the NCAA to go. Hey, remember us? Yeah, uh, and not and. For something good, finally. But is the NCAA really going to jeopardize one of their most valuable programs? And I hate saying it like that. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. But either way, I think Mich- Michigan is due for a slap on the wrist. I don't think it's going to be that severe. We'll see. Some are calling for the death penalty, but I don't know if the NCAA can no, institute that. Absolutely anymore. not. But we'll find we'll find out here in the short in the next uh, probably next week. Yeah. Um, cool. So moving on from that game, Cole. Alabama takes down the Tennessee Volunteers, boo, um, 3420. Uh Bama moves on to seven and one, five and zero in conference. The Tennessee Volunteers uh go five and two, two and two in conference. Um, same questions to you. Thoughts about the game and uh, another thought for you at this point, does Tennessee have a path to um, the SEC championship game, or are they just going to finish out the season in a halfway decent bowl or less? You hear that? Huh. That's Tennessee blowing the game, blowing it at halftime. They were up 22-7 at the half and could not. Wrong, wrong T team. Jack. Wrong UT, Jay. Wrong UT. Um they were up 22-7 at the half and still couldn't get it done. Couldn't finish. Um, bad look for Tennessee. 
just the fact that Bama rolled in and scored 27 unanswered uh, in the second half. Tennessee, uh, no, no. They have uh, – there. there is no shot for them at the SEC championship game. They have uh, – I think their only loss is to Florida. Um, I guess what I – okay, I'll take that back. Uh, in a way, no, their season is not over. Or their, their conference championship run or uh, race for the conference championship is not over. But it, 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 it is close to over. Tennessee has lost to Florida. They'll more than likely lose to Georgia, uh, maybe. But if Florida can beat Georgia and then Tennessee beats Georgia, maybe. I, or it would have to be, again, Georgia beats Florida, Tennessee beats Georgia in order for them to even contend for it. I don't see it happening. I see Georgia going to the SEC championship game. But who knows? Maybe Georgia run into a buzzsaw with Mizzou and uh, – and, they did last year. Let's see if it happens again this year. Um, yeah, no, I, 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 I think it's pretty much over for the Volunteers. I think they'll make a good bowl game, uh, but they're not going to the championship game this year. One thing that I do want to say on this game, uh, McClellan for Bama is a grown man at running back, um, and I will fully support that. I saw him snatch souls this past weekend. That was terrifying to watch. Uh, moving on from Tennessee, Bama. Also, LSU's on by, but our next opponent is Alabama. So, go Tigers and uh, go Tigers. Go Tigers. Um, moving on, Florida State kind of kept it close against Duke for a bit, and then scored twenty-one unanswered in the fourth quarter to seal the game, thirty-eight twenty. Uh, Florida State seven zero five zero in conference. Duke five and two two and one in conference. Same question to you, Cole. Cool thoughts on the game, and uh, how do you feel about? I'll, I'll ask you this: How do you feel about Duke moving on for the rest of the season? Where do you see them ending up uh, postseason wise? Good question. Um, Jordan Travis, phenomenal quarterback. Uh, Twenty seven for thirty six, two sixty eight, two touchdowns, one interception. Um, also the team's leading rusher, 10 carries for 62 yards, one touchdown. Florida State's offense is really, really electric right now, and um, I think that Duke was one of their toughest matchups uh, to this point. And I'll even say that because Duke probably – yeah, Duke has a better defense than LSU does. So, um, yeah, they took care of business. Uh, credit to the Seminoles there. Duke on the rest of the schedule. Right now, Duke is 5-2, and 2-1 two, two and one in conference. I think that conference championship aspirations are about done um, because they're not going to want to put this Duke team against a Florida State team that, you know, because Florida State's going to be in the ACC championship game at this point. Let's be really honest about that. Duke's remaining schedule, Louisville, Wake Forest, UNC, UVA, and Pitt. Um, at this point, they're going to get into a bowl game because they're either going to beat Wake Forest or UVA. Um, and I see them taking at least three losses there. Uh, I think they're going to lose against Louisville. That's going to be a pretty even matchup, but Louisville's the better team. UNC's going to steamroll them. And um, I hate to say it, but 
Wake Forest, UVA, or Pitt is going to jump up and surprise Duke because they're coasting high at five and two. They basically say, hey, you know, we're one win away. We can get it right here. So I think Duke is going to struggle to make bowl eligibility by the end of the season. Don't get me wrong. I think Duke is good and they're on the up and up, but I don't think their time is now to uh, compete. I think next season or even the season after, they're going to be a little bit better. But Riley Leonard is definitely looking more and more questionable for the Blue Devils each and every single game. All right, another exciting matchup, this time in the Pac-12. The Utah Utes stun the USC Trojans uh, on a game-winning field goal. Uh, Thoughts? And if you had to pick... Um, one thing about this Utah team that surprised you the most, what would it be? Um, so thoughts on this game? Alex Grinch is done after this season at He's USC. Be. That or Lincoln Riley could possibly be moving on. He has other aspirations, NFL aspirations. Um, either way, I think there are staff changing com- staff changes coming for USC. Uh, defense is atrocious. Can't get anything done. And Caleb Williams is not the Caleb Williams that he was last year. No. In any way. USC seems like just a generic Joe team. Um, they're not they're they're not the USC that we saw last year. Uh, Utah is the same Utah we say we see year in and year out. Gra- uh, not ground and pound, but hit you in the mouth. Tough, rugged, just you uh, just a tough, rugged Utah team. Um, and uh, Utah is only six and one. Okay, still very possible to win their conference and still possible to go to the playoffs as well. Uh, what was your second question? I'm sorry. Um, one thing about this Utah team that surprises you. Uh, the fact that they're playing so well without Cam Rising. Yes. That right there is what is surprising. They're running a like a not a dual quarterback system, but well, yeah, dual from time to time a dual quarterback system trying to figure things out. But Bryson Barnes seems to be their guy. Uh, for right now, and just I'm just astonished about how well they're playing without Cam Rising and putting Bryson Barnes in there uh, for the Utes. So, yeah, uh, Utah looks promising. USC is uh, just a pretender, not a contender. Fair. Next up, the next game we've got is Clemson versus the Hurricanes. This one has to go into double overtime with the U taking out the dub against the Tigers. Uh, For the first time since 1956, the U, the Miami Hurricanes, have beaten Clemson at home. Uh, Miami moves on to 5-2 overall. Clemson is 4-3. Four and three mm. with conference championship. Uh, with for the first time, they are uh, with conference championships. They are been eliminated from conference uh, championship contender uh, for the first time since twenty twenty one. Kate, Klubnick. Uh, oh sorry, no, 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 you're good. Kate Klubnick is. Um, let's be real. Clemson has had generational talent come through at the position of quarterback. Kate Klubnick ain't it. Um, Clemson has also had a lot of generational talent come through running back over the past couple of years as well, especially when they're competing for the national championship. Will Shipley, he looked good last year. He's not looking that hot this year. This game, he had 15 carries for 44 yards, team leading rusher, but the team rushed for 31 combined yards. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that's not good. Kate Klubnick did have 314 yards through the air, which is very, very impressive. Two touchdowns even. But that costly interception uh, in the third quarter and then the absolute demolishing in uh, overtime and double overtime by the Miami defense. Um, Honestly, good win for Miami. Good team win. They really kind of spread the love around. Um, I would say that Miami defense is legit (laughs) and uh, terrifying. Very, very terrifying. (coughs) Um, Yeah, no, good game. Uh, Good game for the Hurricanes, too. Uh, Okay, so thoughts on the game. Now I want your thoughts on Clemson. Where do they go from here? Is Dabo on the hot seat? Is Dabo on the hot seat? And uh, if he's not, does Dabo begin to change his ways and start utilizing the transfer portal? So I'm glad you followed that up because that's where I was going to go with it. Um, Dabo is on the hot seat if he doesn't change his philosophy at this point. This season and last season, even though they went 10-2 and last season, that was a down year. Um, No, Clemson has no excuse. At this point, um, they need to either force Dabo to make a change and adapt to the transfer portal era, or they need to let him go. Because at this point, this relationship is not going to be uh, tenable for very much longer. Fair enough. All right. <coughs> Jay, you want to go ahead and make your way over here? We have a uh, very special treat for the listeners at home. Um, making his long-awaited and long-heralded Panther Pod debut. Out of, the, out of the out of the debuff. Out of debuff. Going back for the card. Oh, applause! 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 Mister Jay Chitwood with a few choice words for us. Go Dukes. Go Dukes, y'all. It's been a pleasure. That was JTC, everybody. <laughs> oh, oh, simmer down. Simmer down. Simmer down. Simmer down. I really thought he was going to be like, go Dukes. Oh, yeah. No, I thought you. Go Dukes. Nice. Nice. Good one. JMU takes down Marshall. Wait, 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 wait. The, 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 what, the what, Dukes? The number. Oh, I'm sorry. The The number number 25 ranked James Madison University Dukes take down the Thundering Turd. Yeah. 20 to 9. I think we all. So when you sent that text on. Um, when you sent that text and was like, hey, JMU and Marshall are on on ESPN, I think we all collectively flipped to that game. And when we flipped to that game, it was 3-2. to two. It was a beautiful, beautiful, just chef's kiss game of football. 3-2, to two. what can you ask for more than a f- baseball score in football? <laughs> um, this was a defensive slugfest. It was. They could no, Neither offense could get anything going. Whatsoever. The defenses were smothering, smothering quality defensive play on this field. Jordan McLeod is probably one of the toughest quarterbacks in college football. 21 for 31, 264 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception. But he led the team in rushing yards, six carries for 69 yards. 
and one touchdown with a long of 47. That long of 47 came after a very, very significant knee injury where his leg fully straightened out on the field. Um, he took a very nasty hit in the red zone as well and just stayed in and competed. Um, he, Yeah, as JTC eloquently put it, he got that dog in him. He's got that Duke in him. Um, Cam Fancher, or Cam Fancher is no slouch either. 17 for 30, 173, no touchdowns and one interception. Um, he was playing through and battling with some injuries. He got kind of rocked in the early goings on in this game and also came into this game hurt as well. But that does not change the fact that this Marshall team and this JMU team put on one of the best defensive slugfest for two and a half quarters of college football. Um, what are your overall thoughts on obviously JMU's ranked at this point? They're seven and zero. What are your thoughts on JMU possibly making a bowl? Do you think they should? If so, where does that leave the NCAA? First of all, first of all, hashtag free JMU. Yes. Free JMU. Free them. Free them. Uh, I think the the Virginia the Virginia State Legislature will be working on that with <laughs> pop, off. Pop, pop off Virginia pop State legisla- Legislature. Uh, 100% they deserve to play in a bowl game. Are you kidding me? 7-0? and They're ranked. This is their second year that they've been ranked uh, in their second year as FBS. Are you kidding me? Absolutely they should be ranked. Um one hundred percent. They should play. Be, they should be playing for their conference championship this year. They should have been playing for it last year. Uh, and uh, where do I think that puts the the NCAA? I think they're going to have they're going to have the Michigan thing on their hand, and they're going to whip out a big old punishment for uh, Michigan. And then the state legislature is going to get involved in, in the Commonwealth of Virginia and uh, make JMU play for a bowl game. Fair enough. Because yeah, you're the NCAA, but you can't handle the government. <laughs> you you you. you that is that is the law. Okay, you messing with the law on that one. One hundred percent. I I think there's going to be a ton of heat on the NCAA from the state of Virginia. Um, I think there's going to be a ton of heat from Virginia on the NCAA to make sure JMU. Because let's think about it. Other than Liberty can play for a bowl, they're also they're seven and zero, eight and zero. Tell me why you wouldn't want your two top premier programs in the state to play for, uh, play a bowl game, Liberty and JMU. Okay, I understand Throwing so much shade right now. Too. Oh no, one hundred percent, they deserve it. I understand where the NCAA thought about uh, getting them to that two year ban on playoffs, bowls, everything, but JMU's shown that that was a dumb decision. Um, I'm going to turn the floor over now. We, we got this. We got this. Virginia is not for lovers, okay? It's for champs, and we all know it. A true mic drop moment here on the Panther Pod. Um, once that's again, the most that Jay has ever said on the podcast. We're about to get this man a third mic to be the third co-host of this of, of the Panther. He's Pod. the third man. The third man. He's the third member. Sweet. Hey, hey guys. Hey, su- sweet, sweet enough. enough. <laughs> not too sweet. No, there's no, an inside not, joke for not all of too you. Sweet. 
that not is, that, too is sweet. that is an inside joke. For, sweet enough. Sweet enough. Sweet enough. Uh, but yeah, no, absolutely. Virginia is not for lovers. It is for champs and those uh, those reserve the those who call themselves James Madison Dukes and the Liberty Flames deserve to call themselves champs because we all know it that the only conference championship coming from here is not going to be from the ACC. It's going to be from Conference USA and the Sun Belt. Amen. Because we got the two premier programs in Harrisonburg and in Lynchburg. Amen. I'm getting louder for the bag. Yes. Massive heat, but also a massive baby face. Amen. 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 You're preaching. <laughs> um, but yes, no, I, I think JMU should be allowed to go to a bowl game or at least some sort of postseason. It uh, should be allowed to go to some sort of postseason, uh, postseason play. Fair enough. If not a bowl game, at least let them play for their conference championship. Yes, I agree with you. <coughs> <coughs> well... We've arrived, Cole. We have arrived. You in, just took down America. Hmm? You just took down America. We How took does that make down, you fail? Army honestly should be America's team, right? It really should be. Yep. Not Navy. Not, Navy. not Air Force. Not anyone else. Not Dallas. Um, no, Army should be America's team, and LSU just destroyed America's team in Baton Rouge. Uh, they call it Death Valley for a reason. Army died a slow and painful death on the field in Death Valley. Um, Jane Daniels kind of took it easy. <laughs> kind of took it easy this game. 11 for 15, 279 yards passing and three touchdowns. <sighs> he really needed to rest that shoulder up before Bama, so they even let Garrett Neusmeyer shout out Noose. Um, getting a uh, kind of surprising production out of Garrett Neusmeyer. 7 for 12, 89 yards and one touchdown. Uh, Trey Holly, Noah Kane, and Logan Diggs all found the end zone, and our defense had four turnovers. Let's go! Um, I am so excited. Army had the ball for 31 minutes, and I'm pulling up the team stats because I have not seen these because I did not want to. Um, Army had 151 rushing yards and 42 total passing yards. Ooh. No points. 12 first downs the entire game. 193 total yards on the game, and it was beautiful. Um, LSU had 570 yards this game. No surprise there. Honestly, as hype as I am about this game, I do realize that this is a game where we were favored by 33. Um, I'm glad that this did not turn into a trap game, but go Tigers. Go Tigers. At the end of the day, go Tigers. Um, now it's Bama hate week. Now it's the bye week, but it's already Bama hate week. Yeah. West Virginia was in a fight for their life in homecoming, and they lost it. Um, yeah, West Virginia loses uh, their homecoming game to the Oklahoma State Cowboys, uh, 48-34. to Garrett Green uh, looked okay through a, through a, uh, a bad interception. Defense looked like Swiss cheese out there, all right? Uh, I do believe there will probably be massive staff changes coming, if not a complete overhaul of the staff uh, to West Virginia. I think uh, it will certainly be at the end of the season. Uh, but 
Let's see how the rest of the season goes. Very, very capable that we could still go nine and three. <clears throat> However, uh, got to get through UCF this week. Got to go to UCF. You bring in BYU next week. Then you go on the road to Oklahoma. Ooh, yeah. And then you bring in Cincinnati and you drive down and you fly on down into Waco to finish out the season. Um, very, again, very possible that we go nine and three. Very possible we could go eight and four for this. However, we got to get something figured out with defense. It is complete and utter Swiss cheese. We are giving up over 220 yards through the air. Mm. Yeah. Swiss cheese, my guy. Swiss cheese. Mm. Um, don't get me wrong, go ears. But. Go ears, but apparently their favorite cheese on a hamburger is Swiss. Man, it's uh, brutal. It is. It it is. It is rough. Okay, it is incredibly rough. It. I. I just. We got to figure out something. Just when we thought the going was getting good, you lose two weeks in a row to Houston to a game you should have never even been close in, and then you lose to Oklahoma State, who you should have beaten, by the way, as well as you were playing. I don't know. C.J. Donaldson is not doing what he is usually doing. Garrett Green is really starting to put the team on his back with throwing the ball. Uh, both both weeks he's averaged over 350 yards throwing the ball. Just got to got to get got to get something. Something's not clicking here. Undisciplined team, uh, just did not look flat. Wasn't ready to come out and play. I just I I don't know, man. I don't know what we're gonna do. I think ultimately what's gonna have to happen is we're gonna have. I, I think ultimately there's gonna be have to be massive staff changes or just a massive overhaul on the staff, and that could include the head coach. I think West Virginia's biggest issue. Um, off the field. I think that West Virginia is always presented as, and former athletic directors have said as much for you guys, uh, hence why they're former and not current. Um, for the Mountaineers, I think the biggest issue has always been that West Virginia has been perceived as a small market team. That being said, West Virginia is just as capable as Alabama at fronting a football team. And I think that's not a unbiased or that is an unbiased statement. That's the truth. Um, Tuscaloosa and Morgantown are about the same size. The main draw to both of those towns is college football. And no one is as passionate as Alabama or West Virginia in that respect. They're both small, uh, small town teams respectively. Um, and yeah, I think that the current AD has the right goals in mind for the Mountaineers, and I wouldn't be surprised if they say, "Hey, mediocrity is no longer accepted." I agree. I agree. Um, so yeah, <clears throat> we'll just have to see. Uh, at this point in time, Neil Brown has saved his has saved his job for the remainder of the season, unless something wild happens and and Ren Baker just says, says absolutely not, we're not going to put up with this. Um, we'll see, but I think Neil Brown has saved his job for the season. We'll see how the rest of the season goes. I think the only thing that would cause Neil Brown to lose his job before the end of the season is if the like if the worst happens and you guys finish four and eight. That would be if you know you're in that downturn, you need to go ahead and start looking. Yeah. Before the end of the season. I agree. I agree. Uh, that's going to do it for our uh, recap. Cole, that was a 30-minute recap. 
All right, let's do it. Uh, next up, so let's get into previews this week. Uh, Cole, I'll take go ahead and take one through five on this one. Uh, this is going to start off with the AP poll here. Uh, number one is Georgia. They take on Florida this week in the world's largest cocktail party. Whoop, whoop. Number two is Michigan. They take on uh, they take on Purdue in two weeks. Then Ohio State. Excuse me. Then Ohio State. They're seven and zero. They come in at number three. They take on Wisconsin this week. And then Florida State rounds out the top four. They're seven and zero. They go to Wake Forest. Washington also seven and zero. They are number five, and they travel to Stanford as well. Number six is Oklahoma traveling to Kansas. Seven and zero, undefeated in conference. Um, number seven is Texas. Owen Horns down. Horns down. Horns down. Uh, moving up one spot, but they host BYU at home this weekend. Number eight is Oregon, six and one, moving up one spot. They travel. <laughs> oh Lord, um, they go to Utah. Um, should be a very interesting game there. Uh, number nine is Alabama. They are also on their bye week um, this week. I. <sighs> It's well-documented. I don't need to say anything else. We're good. Number 10 is Penn State falling three spots. They look to uh, rewrite the ship and uh, take on Indiana this weekend. Yep. Uh, number 11 is uh, is my Pac-12 champion. Go Beavs! Go Beavs. Oregon State, they are 6-1. and one. They go to Arizona this week uh, to take on the Bear Wildcats. 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 Uh, number twelve is Ole Miss. Boo. They they take on Vanderbilt at home this week. Number thirteen is Utah. Them. Do what? I hope Vandy upsets them. That would be great. Uh, number thirteen is Utah. Number fourteen is Notre Dame. They travel to Sweet Caroline. Travel to bum, bum, bum. they travel to Pitt this week uh, and take on the Pitt Panthers. And then rounding out the top fifteen is say it with me, Cole. LSU. Yeah, jinx, double jinx. Aha, you got me. <laughs> um, they and they will go to Alabama next week. Uh, number sixteen is our little brother Tiger team, Mizzou, uh, seven and one. They are on by, and then they go to Georgia. Uh, Seventeen is UNC falling seven spots. They travel to Georgia Tech, hoping to get a bounce back win after a massive upset against one in five Virginia. Yeah. What did you bring your third string out? I I don't have any answers for that game. That, that was wild, utterly wild. Um, number 18 is Louisville moving up three spots. They take on Duke this weekend. Number 19 is Air Force. They travel to Colorado State. Number 20 is Duke uh, looking to ride the ship against Louisville, as we said. Uh, and then uh, number 21 is Tennessee. They drop four spots after losing the third Saturday in October. Number 22 is little brother Tulane roll wave. They take on Rice this week. Then number twenty three is UCLA. They they take on uh, they bring in Colorado and then dropping six spots after losing to Utah. After losing to Utah, number twenty four USC. You know what's funnier than twenty four? James Madison with twenty five. 
I mean, it's no better. It's just it's that's it's that it's great. Another sound bite from JTC here. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yes. Uh, uh, number 25 is the James Madison Duke 7 and 0. Oh. Uh, others receiving votes. Florida receives number uh, receives 34. Liberty, the Flames receive 17. Kansas State receives 16. Miami receives 12. Fresno State 8. Oklahoma State 5. Toledo 3. Kentucky 2. Rutgers 2. UNLV 1. And Wisconsin also receives one vote. Rutgers. I can't believe Rutgers received two votes. That's wild. Yep. All right. Heading into our preview, we have some exciting matchups for you guys. Starting things off with the number six Oklahoma Sooners going to Kansas to take on the five and two Kansas Jayhawks. Oklahoma is favored 87.4 to Kansas is 12.6. This is Dylan Gabriel versus Mr. Bean himself, Jason Bean for the Jayhawks. Um, Dylan Gabriel, 166 for 233 on the season, 2,131 yards passing, 19 touchdowns, three interceptions. Very, very good season from him. Jason Bean so far this season, 62 for 95, 913 yards passing, nine touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, also, the rushing attack for Kansas uh, has been very well documented over the past couple of weeks with Devin Neal, 90 carries for 659 yards and six touchdowns. Marcus Major isn't any kind of slouch either. 78 carries, 308 yards, one touchdown. Um, going into team stats here, Oklahoma has 496 yards. Kansas has 442 total yards of offense per game. Uh, yards allowed is where it's a different story. Kansas has a little bit of a Swiss cheese defense as well. 400 yards average given up. Um, Oklahoma has right at 359. Kansas has 396. Uh, Kansas, in their last five, two losses. Uh, dropping a game to OK State, 39-32. This, they are coming off a of bye week this week. That was two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, were you getting to that? I'm sorry. As Owen said, coming off of a bye week this week. I apologize. Two weeks ago, I you're apologize. Fun. Um, and then dropping a big loss to Texas. Horns, Horns down. down. Uh, 42-14 there. Oklahoma in their last five, 5-0, five 7-0 and and overall. Um, pretty scary matchup against UCF and Texas, but at this point in the season, I think that Kansas barely scrapes into bowl eligibility and Oklahoma wins this game easily. I'm going to say Oklahoma also wins this game easily, but Kansas is going to put up a heck of a fight. Yes, they don't have uh, Jalen Daniels, and that is very sad. However, they put up a great fight against Oklahoma State. They did have a tough fight against Texas. Uh, If you're just looking at that on paper, you would say that Oklahoma blew out. uh, Oklahoma beat Texas, therefore Oklahoma should just go ahead and pencil in the win for Kansas. But let us remind you that uh, they brought in UCF, and UCF almost beat them in their house last week. So be on the watch, be on the lookout for this—a possible upset game. Uh, Big noon kickoff will be there. 
But I, I like the Sooners in this one. I think they feel confident. I think they look. Um, I think they look good. I think Dylan Gabriel looks good. Uh, Jason Bean is a solid quarterback, solid backup quarterback for the Jayhawks. If you if you need a solid backup, Jason Bean is your guy. Uh, I think they would prefer to have Jalen Daniels. Oh, I mean, who wouldn't? Exactly. I just think he, injury bug has bitten Jalen Daniels very much, and it's 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 running its course right now. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm going to take the Sooners for this, but I would not be surprised if Kansas k- keeps it close. Uh, next up, we have the South's largest cocktail party. Uh, the number one Georgia Bulldogs take on the unranked Florida Gators, 5-2, and 3-1 and one in conference there for them. Georgia is 7-0, 4-0 in conference. Uh, Georgia's favored in this game, 85.2 to 14.8 for Florida. Georgia is also uh, favored 14 and a half in the money line, and uh, the over/under for this game is 47 and a half. Um, I think. Let's see here. Carson Beck for the Bulldogs is 173 for 235 on the season, 2,147 yards passing, 12 touchdowns, four interceptions. Graham Mertz, 1,897 yards passing, 170 for 223, 12 touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, Rushing the ball, Dejon Edwards for the Bulldogs has 80 carries for 460 yards and six touchdowns. And Montrell Johnson Jr. has 85 carries for 438 yards and four touchdowns for the Gators. Um, Looking at their last five, uh, Georgia's last five, obviously undefeated. Kind of a close game against Vandy. I don't think that they were expecting blowout against Kentucky. Uh, again, competitive game against Auburn. Blowout against UAB, and then a uh, 10-point win over USC. Uh, that is South Carolina. Uh, Florida's last five, good winning over South Carolina, good win over Vandy, lost to Kentucky, went against Charlotte, and then beat down on Tennessee 29-16, a win that no one was expecting. This has very real implications for the SEC East. Um, if Florida can pull out a upset here, it would open things up for just about every single team in the SEC East that is still relevant. Um, the teams being not relevant in South Carolina and Vandy. But Kentucky, Tennessee, Florida, and Mizzou all are right there in the hunt. Georgia is undefeated up until this point. Uh, Tennessee and Kentucky need Florida to win here. Absolutely. That being said, just because Tennessee and Kentucky need Florida to win – Give me the Bulldogs. I think the Georgia's defense is too good this season. Um, they were too they were terrifying last season, but even though they've lost a step, they are still very competitive. Plus, the offense is putting up over 500 yards. It'll be interesting to see how Georgia is without Brock Bowers this week. Uh, how well can they hold up? The best player on their team has went down for a season-ending industry. Can they bounce back? Can they rely on more than just? Brock Bowers and can Carson Beck put it in and put put on that game mode or turn on that game mode that he did against Auburn of making really tight passes that everybody goes and then they okay he made it you know yeah. um, so let, let's see how that goes yeah he can't just throw it to big tight end Brock Bowers for the rest of the season 
Um, I think in the long run that'll hurt them, but I feel pretty confident in Georgia beating Florida. Um, this week, I'm going to also take the Bulldogs for this one. Je- I, personally, it's just because they're just they're really dominant. Okay, and 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 they're not as dominant as what they were last year, but even 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 when they're not, they still feel like they can win the game. Yeah, and just just that feeling there until that feeling goes away. Just till that that having that feeling there makes me feel confident for uh, for Georgia winning this game. Georgia has officially transitioned to the powerhouse of the SEC. Yes. Like Bama is. Bama is not that anymore. You don't have that same feeling that you do when you have Georgia on your schedule. Um, moving on to our Pac-12 matchup, Oregon and Utah, six and one, three and one in conference. Uh, Oregon is number eight in the country. Utah is thirteen. Uh, Bo Nix, so far, one eighty-two for two thirty-two. 2,089 yards passing, 19 touchdowns, and one interception. Bryson Barnes, we touched on, uh, 52 for 89, 633 yards passing, four touchdowns, three interceptions. Three touchdowns and one interception, part of that stat line, came last week um, against USC. This Utah team is battle-tested and tough. Um, Their only loss coming against your Pac-12 champions, the Oregon State Beavers. Oregon's only loss coming to Washington and Michael Penix Jr., uh, 36-33 there. Uh, Oregon is favored by 6.5. The over-under is 47.5. Honestly, with the amount that Oregon's offense is producing um, and Utah can keep up in a shootout, that's low. That's really, really low. Um. This isn't Salt Lake City. I think that Utah's defense is better than Oregon's. Oregon's defense breaks at points. Utah's defense only bends a little bit, if that makes sense. Um, They're able to prevent some of that long-term damage. However, it would not surprise me if Oregon comes out on top with the attack of Bo Nix and Bucky Irving. Um, This is a tough one for me. I'm not even going to lie. This is probably my toughest, uh, the toughest matchup that we've covered so far. Give me, I picked USC last week as well. Give me the Utes. Interesting. Interesting. I am going to pick, uh, I'm going to pick Oregon in this one. Okay. Respectable. Uh, Like I said, I think this is a game that could go either way. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick. Uh, I'm gonna pick Oregon in this one because I feel like Oregon is just there. I think their offense is looking great with Bo Nix and Bucky Irving, uh, and and with excuse me, with Troy Franklin out out there uh, at wide out. I think uh, Oregon's looking good, and then their defense. Stan Lanning is putting together a solid defense out there uh, in Oregon. This is going to be uh, – Utah will drop another loss here, and Oregon, I think, is going to continue on can, uh, continue on rolling um, and look for them to move on up in the standings. Oregon, yeah, I'm, give me the Ducks. I'm going to go with this one. Bo Nix is just looking solid. The whole team is just looking solid. I, I, I like the Ducks in this one. Fair enough. Um, agree to disagree, respectfully. Um, I think Utah is a little bit more battle test than Oregon, and I think that's going to prove them uh, dividends in this game. But 
Oh, well. ACC matchup time. The 20-ranked Duke Blue Devils, 5-2, and 2-1 two, two and in conference, really blew it against uh, Florida State this past weekend. Uh, take on the 6-1, and 3-1 one, and one in conference Louisville Cardinals, uh, 18th in the country. Uh, Riley Leonard and I always want to say Jake Plummer, but it's Jack Plummer. Jack Plummer, uh, matchup for quarterback, Riley Leonard for Duke, 86 for 142, 981 yards passing, three touchdowns, two interceptions on the season. Uh, Jack Plummer, 132 for 208, 1901 through the air, 13 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Um, yeah, no, this is in Louisville. Louisville's favored by four. Um, as far as total yardage and yards allowed, uh, Louisville is more productive on offense, 462 yards to the Blue Devils, 371. Uh, defense is very similar, however. Louisville is giving up 317. Duke is giving up 315. Main difference there is Louisville's uh, pass defense is a lot more vulnerable than Duke's, uh, 220 to 179 while Louisville's run defense is a lot more stout than Duke's, 97 to 136. Duke is coming off of a rough loss to uh, Florida State. Louisville is coming off of their bye, uh, their uh, last loss, or their last game before their bye. They lost to Pitt, 38 to 21, but up until that point, they were undefeated. Meaning that they are coming off of their bye, uh, give me the Cardinals in this matchup, 100%. I think um, the Notre Dame game got Louisville's hopes up quite a good bit, and I think Pitt kind of brought them back down to earth, reminded them that they are just a team in the ACC at this point. Um, That being said, they are in the top three teams in the ACC. Uh, But, yeah, no, give me the Cardinals. Um, for me, one of the biggest things is the fact that Riley Leonard will probably be out for this game. Mike Elko says that he is day-to-day, uh, so it's not confirmed nor denied whether he will be in this game or not. Uh, but Riley Leonard is solid quarterback, and so is Jack Plummer for the Cardinals. But, you know, it, it, I think for Duke, it, a lot of their success does depend on Riley Leonard. However, I feel comfortable enough. Now, I don't know the name of their backup quarterback, but I do feel comfortable enough with Duke if Riley Leonard is unable Henry to compete. Henry Bellin the fourth. Henry Bellin the fourth. Uh, True freshman. Now, I, 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 but I feel comfortable with Duke as a team that they could still win this game, and I'm going to pick the Blue Devils in this one. Yes, Riley Leonard may be out, but I'm going to pick the Blue Devils in this one because I think they could rely off of their running game with uh, with Jesse Waters. Not Johnny Waters as uh, Jordan Waters, excuse me. Not Johnny Waters as uh, my my lovely fiance told us that awesome story. Poor Johnny uh, Waters, man. But um, but I I uh, I think I think jo- I think Jordan Waters uh, and and just the rest of the Duke offense is going to be able to kind of uh, defense defensively. They both look about the same. Uh, but I just I feel more comfortable with Duke as a team. I, I just for some reason Louisville has just been shaky, felt shaky to me. I couldn't pinpoint to you why, but just it, to me this season Louisville has felt shaky. Um, I like the Blue Devils; they feel a little bit more stable to me. So give me Duke. 
again, I agree to disagree. I have a feeling we're going to disagree on this one too. Uh, the 21-ranked Tennessee Volunteers take on the 5-2, and 2-2 two, two and two in conference Kentucky Wildcats at Kroger Field in Lexington, Kentucky. Tennessee is favored 70.9 to Kentucky's 29.1. They're also favored on the money line uh, by four. The over-under is 51.5. Joe Milton III versus Drew Leary on the quarterback matchup here. Joe Milton, 140 for 223. 1,535 yards passing, 12 touchdowns, and four interceptions on the season for the Volunteers. For the Wildcats, Drew Leary is 106 for 195, 1,377 yards passing, 14 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Um, Running the ball. Kentucky's strong suit this season with running back Ray Davis. 111 carries, 781 yards, and eight touchdowns uh, for the Wildcats there. Um. Total yardage, Tennessee's putting up 438 a game. Uh, Kentucky's putting up 351. Kentucky's giving up 346, but 95 of those are on the ground. The other 250 are through the air. So a little bit more typical numbers from uh, middle-of-the-road defense. Uh, Tennessee allowing 201 through the air. Uh, Majority of that came against Alabama last week. And then uh, 109 on the ground. Again, a majority of that came against Alabama last week. Um, I think that this Tennessee team is still very, very upset about the officiating. And I think they really, really focused on the officiating in the second half of that Tennessee-Bama game. Um, And I think Kentucky's going to come out and punch them in the mouth and give them an honest loss. Um, Are you taking the Wildcats? I am taking the Wildcats here. I'm also taking the Wildcats. No. I'm also taking the Wildcats. No. Why? Man, I was looking forward to disagreeing with you on this one. I'm sorry. I like Kentucky in this one. I like Ray Davis, man. I think that Heupel is a very, very good coach, and I think that he has resurrected that program. Let's be very, very clear about that. Yes. Um, Tennessee was going through some scary times before uh, Heupel came in and fixed everything. Um, that being said, I think that Heupel is a very emotional coach, and I think this is either going to be a upset win for the Wildcats or an absolute blowout by the Volunteers to express uh, their frustration. Take it away, Owen. LSU doesn't play this week. We're on a bye. West Virginia travels down to Orlando, Florida. To take on the UCF Knights. Before you even start into your case, let me be very clear. Go West Virginia. I am picking West Virginia in this game. Go ears. Because you're just disdain. My disdain for the UCF Golden Knights has been very well documented. And go ears. Anyway, continue to make your case. Uh, West Virginia's two and two in conference after their two back-to-back losses to Houston and uh, Houston and Oklahoma State. West Virginia very well could be out of uh, Big Twelve contention as of right now, um, unless things just start to fall off a cliff for the rest of the conference. If Oklahoma loses game, starts losing games, or Texas or anybody starts lo- really at this point. Just have Iowa State, Oklahoma State, Texas, and Kansas State lose Kansas State and Kansas and BYU lose a few more games, and we'll be okay. We there you go. Got, we got to keep winning. 
Uh, <clears throat> ESPN is giving UCF the the nod here with seventy percent chance of winning this game. Uh, incredibly disrespectful. Um, they're saying that a team who played power five, who is just now coming up to the power five level, who played group of five for the past several times, who was zero and four in conference and three and four overall, has a seventy percent chance of beating us. Now it is in the bounce house, very loud environment down in Orlando. Um, UCF is favored uh, with seven. They are favored for seven. West Virginia has got to figure out this defense because John Rice Plumley is back in the game for them this week, and that is terrifying to me. And Gus Malzahn is on the sideline. That is also terrifying to me. There's a quality coaching staff on the other side. 100 as much as my disdain for UCF, like I've always respected Gus Malzahn and credits do where credits do. Yes. Um, Garrett Green is looking good, though. He is eight. He has eight touchdowns and only two interceptions on this season. He is now a 1,000-yard passer. Uh, he is 71 for 136. Um, but, you know, uh, C.J. Donaldson is not looking like the C.J. Donaldson that he was last year in the first half of this season. I don't really know what's going on there. Um, he's got 116 carries for, 100, for 453 yards and six touchdowns. Uh, Devin Carter has now taken the top nod as receiver, even though Hudson Clement is not very far behind. Uh, Devin Carter had a breakout game last week. Was seven uh, had a breakout game last week, but overall on the season has 17 receptions for 311 yards and a touchdown. A nice long touchdown. UCS offense is putting up 500 yards a game. West Virginia is putting up 400 yards a game. Close, hey! to, four, close to 400 hey! yards a game. 394 nice. yards a game. Nice. 202 passing, 191 rushing. Okay, we're looking better. Defense, however, is giving up 365, <laughs> 366 yards a game. 223 through the air and 142 on the ground. UCF is about just as bad. They're giving up 395 yards on defense, 198 to 200 on the ground or on through the air, and then 196 on the ground. So we are much better on the run game. UCF is coming off four straight losses to Kansas State, Baylor, Kansas, and Oklahoma. Um, I am very nervous for this game. I think West Virginia could pull out a win uh, and get us to five and three. And hopefully that can get us some votes in the AP poll, get us one step closer to uh, because I really, really would like to be bowl eligible before that Oklahoma game. I would love to be bowl eligible for that. This should this we should be we we should really have been. Y'all should be bowl eligible by this point. At, at this point, we should be six and one at UCF. We, yeah. we should be bowl eligible walking into UCF, but instead we we messed around and found out uh, against Houston and against Oklahoma State. So now we're four and three, two and two in conference. We got to get right with UCF. If we lose UCF, I think if we lose to UCF and give them their first conference win, I think Neil Brown's hot seat just ramped back up to where it was at the beginning of the season. I think he was able to cool it off with a win against TCU and Texas Tech, um, and then was pretty good going into the bye week, being four and one. But uh, it's it's getting it's getting pretty warm again. It's getting pretty warm again. Um, so was it? truly a cool cool down or was he just kind of faking it we'll find out um yeah with west virginia look for the i i just hope they can they can write the ship on defense i don't know i don't know how you how you fix swiss cheese you can't really plug it uh or fill it whatever it may be 
You, you hey, we're turning that Swiss into cheddar. Let, let's hope. Let's. I would love to turn that Swiss into cheddar, but we'll see. I I genuinely don't know. Um, hopefully, Jordan Lindsley's got something cooking up. But I I at this point in the season, we've seen what we've seen from the defense. I don't know how it gets better from here. I genuinely don't know how it gets better from here. I really don't. It is a noon kickoff. To be hot down there in Orlando, seventy-seven mm-hmm. degrees uh, at noon on FS1. So we'll see. We'll see how this how this goes. Uh, go ears. Thank you. Thank you. Picking the ears. Um, I think West Virginia is going to go into Orlando, into the bounce house, and demolish them. But I am also very, very petty and despise the UCF Golden Knights. So. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, but that's going to wrap us up for this episode, Cole. We tried to get it under an hour. It's 8.53. We were unable to get it under an hour. We're right at an hour right now. Shoot, darn it. I know. Oh, shoot fire. Um, but uh, but for that, I am Owen Spunnick. My name's Cole Connor. And thank you for listening to the Panther Pod.